0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode on Ignite Your Glow. Y'all already know, it's your host, Jessica Harris. We here with another episode, y'all. My bad for this one, dropping late. It's been a busy week, but I'm grateful that you guys continue to rock on with me each and every week as we continue to go forth in season number two. Y'all, let's get it. Let's go. All right, y'all. So we're back here with season number two right quick. And today we're going to be talking about I need you to pick a side. Oh, my goodness. So. For those of you guys who are new to Ignite Your Glow, season 2 is going to be all about edification. We are going to be edifying our entrepreneurs. We're going to be feeding your souls with scriptures and truly just the word of God. So this way you can not only build a foundation for your business, but build a foundation in your personal life and encourage you to continue going forward with getting a relationship with God for yourself. Do not allow me or any other human being that you listen to be the the only time that you pray, or the only time that you get a word from God, allow Him to pour into you directly because you have access. Don't take it for granted, but the access is there. All right. And we're going to go ahead and just start this off, y'all, with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, gracious God, we thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be able to come before you today. We thank you, Lord God, for the conversation we're getting ready to have. We ask right now, Lord God, that as your people are getting ready to be fed by your word, Lord God, that you just pour into them, Lord God, pour into them the very words of which they need to hear right now, Lord God. May you soften their hearts and open their minds, Lord God. May you declog their ears so they be able to hear, clear their eyes so they may be able to see the very things of which you are delivering unto their spirit in this moment, Lord God. We're thankful, Father God, for this word that is getting ready to break forth. And I pray right now, Lord God, that a hedge of protection, Lord God, goes upon this word, goes upon your people, and that they continue to be safe in always in every area and aspect of their life. I pray, Lord God, that you continue to meet them exactly where they are, and that you continue to pour into them, Lord God, exactly what they need. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord God, we humbly pray and we say amen. All right, y'all, let's get it. Let's go. So, I want you guys to really come walk with me for a moment. Y'all know how it is when it comes to these, you know, episodes. I like y'all to walk with me. I like y'all to take this little stroll right quick with me, and I want you all to meet me right quick here. Come to bring your Bibles and come meet me in Mark chapter 6 right quick. Now, some of y'all may be like, "Mark chapter 6, what are we doing?" Well, I wanted to do something different. So for those of you who may be following on my YouTube channel, you've noticed that I do take the scriptures and we kind of break down what's going on and then we relate it back to our lives, right? And the reason being is because the word is living. And I want you to see how the same words that are said in the Bible way back when are very relevant to exactly what the instructions are, even for today. So let's go ahead and jump into this word, y'all. Let's jump into this word. So in Mark chapter six, I wanted to take y'all to a specific point where King Herod had a moment. Now, remember, today's conversation is all about choosing a side. God tells us in his word, he would rather you to be hot or cold because lukewarm he'll spit out. Meaning he needs you to pick a side. You're either for God or you're against God, but you can't play in the doorway. And whenever I think about the doorway, I always think about childhood. And for those of you who have young children, I'm pretty sure you can relate, right? What do you tell your kids when they keep coming in and out the house? You either tell your kids, listen, you're going to stay in this house or you're going to get out this house, but you're not about to do what? Play in the doorway. And the doorway is the lukewarm. The doorway is you being half in and half out. The doorway is you saying, um, I kind of want to do what God says, but I kind of want to be of the world at the same time. This ain't it. It's never been it. There's never a season just for it. Period. You must choose a side. Period. He will spit you out if you continue to play in the middle. Hear me when I tell y'all. There is no time to play in the middle when you fiddle on your thumbs. No, thank you. No, no. Anyways. I need you guys to catch that in the spirit though. Catch it and understand that the same way we tell our kids, yo, get out the house. Yo, get in the house, but stop playing in the middle. What happens when kids play in the middle? What happens when kids play in doorways? What are some of the concerns, right? Some of the concerns we think about is that their hand may get caught. They may hurt themselves, right? The middle of a doorway is a dangerous place to be. Because they could get hit by the door. They can get bumped, bruised. There's a lot of things that can happen in the middle. That's the same thing with being lukewarm. When you sit in there playing with fire, thinking that you can do things of the world and still try to serve God all at the same time, you're literally setting yourself up. Like it's not worth it. God doesn't play that game, He never has. His word makes it very clear. If you're lukewarm, He'll do what? spits you out. He spews out those who are lukewarm. It is better for you to choose to be hot or to be cold. Be for God. like It's that simple. But I wanted to break this down even more for y'all. So that was a quick way for you to relate it to your life, right? Because come on, we've all been there where we wanted to play tag and we're with our friends and it's the hot summer days and all of a sudden, oh, I want to go outside. I kind of want to be in the house. I'm outside. I want to be in the house. Your parents are like, yo, close the door. Get out the doorway. Get out the doorway. Get out the doorway. I know I'm not the only one whose parents told them that too many times to count. Come on, y'all. I know I'm not the only one. Anyways, let's keep going. So, in Mark in chapter six, the reason why I brought up that story or that, you know, that little picture when it comes to our children playing in the doorway is because I wanted to present to you all what took place in Mark chapter six. And in here, it's really gonna give you an idea of why picking a side is so important and why just having an understanding of whose side you're on. Sometimes you don't realize that you're playing in the middle until you're forced to pick a side. And it's at that moment you need to know whose side are you really on. Sometimes we get so used to playing in the middle, playing in the doorway, that we don't realize or we don't even think like, hmm, do I really want to be in the house or do I want to go outside? And you're not sure. But there's going to be a moment where the door is going to close and you have to choose. Are you inside or outside? Are you going to be hot or are you going to be cold? Because the opportunity that you're using to be lukewarm is running out. That time is running out. All right. So let's get into this. Let's let's get into the word, y'all. Let's get into the word. So the word tells us in verse 17, and this is just to give y'all some background, but I feel like it's truly necessary and needed. And it says, for Herod himself has sent forth and laid upon John and bound him up in prison for Herodias' sake, who was his brother Philip's wife, for whom he had married. For John has said unto King Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she couldn't. But King Herod, no, he feared John knowing that he was a just man and holy and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and he heard him gladly. And when a convenient day had come that King Herod had on his birthday, he made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates. And as he made this supper, supper, excuse me, He went ahead. Sorry, y'all. I'm like, wait, where am I at? All right. We're going to start over. And when a convenient day was come that King Herod had on his birthday, he made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of the the Galilee. And when the daughter of this said Herodias came in, she danced, and her dancing had pleased King Herod, and them... And that sat with him. And the king said unto the damsel, ask me whatever you want, I will give it to you. And he swore unto her, whatever it is that you will ask me, I will give it to you, even if it's half of my kingdom. So we're going to pause for a moment. This man, the king, literally just said a whole mouthful, right? First, he was telling us that um, there was a point where he he was the one who put John the Baptist in jail, but he also is the one telling us that he did it because of his wife, who used to be his brother's wife, that he married, that John said you shouldn't marry, Right? He also said that he was fearful of John the Baptist, Pete, that. He also said that John the Baptist was holy and that when he spoke, he listened to him gladly and that he did many things. He's giving him, in a sense, praise, not like worshiping him, but simply just giving him his accolades, right? He's giving him his flowers in this moment where he's saying all of these amazing and wonderful things, but yet he still tells us that he put him in jail for who? For his wife. Because his wife was displeased that John had told said that um, it was unlawful for them to get married. And that's the context given in this chapter, right? So now you have an idea of where his mind is at regarding John the Baptist and what kind of mind his wife had as well, knowing that he was against their very union. And let's end, and and we can't forget. That he has a birthday where he tells basically his stepdaughter, like, oh my goodness, we are all so pleased with your dancing that you have provided for me and my company and I would like to give you something. What do you want? I'll give you anything. Any request that you make, I'll give it to you. Even if you request to have half of my kingdom, it'll be yours. All you have to do is ask. Now, I don't know in specific how old she is, but she does turn around to ask her mom and says, well, what should I ask? And her mom pretty much looks at her and tells her that she wants the king. So I'll give you the exact words. She came in. She says she went forth and said unto her mother, what shall I ask? And her mom said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came in straight away with haste unto the king and said, I will that you give me by and by in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. The king was put into a very uncomfortable situation. He was put into a situation where he had to make a choice. He could no longer sit in the middle. Yes, he feared John the Baptist. Yes, he knew this man was holy. Yes, he knew this man did many great things. Yes, he listened to this man gladly, right? But there came a point in time where he needed to make a choice. Was he going to be for God or against God? Was he going to be on John the Baptist's side knowing that he's done nothing wrong to deserve the punishment of which his damsel was asking? Or was he going to be the person to hold his own word versus going on the word of God that thou shall not kill, right? We know thou shalt not kill. We also know that this man did nothing wrong, so there was no need for him to die. So whose word do you think he was going to uphold? The fact that John the Baptist was innocent and did nothing to deserve this death? Or was he going to take up his own oath, the one of which he said that I will give you anything you want? Let's continue on and see what happens. So it says in verse 26... And the king was exceeding, oh no, actually let's go to verse 25. And it says, and she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked saying, I will that give me by and by a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And 26 says, and the king was exceeding sorry. I'm going to repeat that. He was exceeding sorry. That means he was beyond sorry. You ever have something happen? where you was in the wrong and you was like beyond sorry for what you did. Cause you was like, dang, like, I didn't even need to do that. I didn't even need to react that way. I didn't need to say that. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to X, Y, and Z that like you was beyond sorry. Like you were so sorry that your sorry wasn't enough to cover what it was that was taking place or had take place. or in his case was about to take place. Right. That's how sorry he was in this situation. He was so sorry that he was just like, man, like, who I, I did like I don't want to, but now he's put into a complicated place, right? Let's continue. In the rest of 26, he says, yet for his oath's sake, he didn't say for God's oath's sake. He didn't say for the sake of John the Baptist, but he said for the sake of his own oath and for their sakes which sat with him. That means that because of the supper that he had made with these other high priests and all these other people, all these other, you know, people of status who had heard him say to this damsel that I will give you whatever you want, because he made this known to her in front of all of these other people, he felt as though he couldn't revoke his word. He felt as though he couldn't take back his words. He felt as though his word had to go forth because he continues, yet for his oath's sake and for their sakes, which sat with him, he would not reject her. Verse 27. And immediately the king sent out an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel, and the damsel then gave it to her mother. Can you imagine being put in a position where you needed to make a choice, a choice where you felt so conflicted, but you knew that a choice had to be made? He had to choose if he was going to be inside or outside. He had to choose if he was for God or against God. And in this particular case, he chose clearly to be against because he chose that his oath was stronger and more important than the oath of the God that John the Baptist served. He believed that John the Baptist, God was not worthy of his own oath being broken, especially because it was made among other people. This is why knowing whose side you are on is important. This is why you are not able to play the fiddle in the middle. This is why you need to know if you are going to be hot or if you are going to be cold. Because lukewarm simply will not do. Not only will God spit you out, but there's going to be a time where you will have to make a choice. And if you don't make the choice, the choice will be made in a sense for you. Think about it. Think about it in this context. If I say that I am not sure what I want to do, that saying that I'm not. In the position to go here or there. But someone's going to shut a door in front of you and you're going to have to turn left or turn right. You won't have an opportunity to stay in the middle. So you need to know what you're doing. You need to know if you're going to be the person who is going to be like, "Mm, that's a request that I must reject. Or are you going to be like King Herod, who is going to say that your word means more? than the word of God. That your word means more than an innocent man's life because truly I tell you this man did nothing to deserve the death of which he received. Simply because of an oath that was made and therefore the man didn't want to reject it because of who he made it in front of. Don't allow yourself to be put into positions where you must choose to be for God or against God. As you continue to grow with God and see the world change and laws change and people change and circumstances change, and even your finances may be changing, they may be increasing and all of these other things. Remember the one who gave you the increase. Remember the one who you are serving. Remember the one who is allowing you to run and to be in these particular spheres of influence. Don't allow what you see those around you, to get you caught up playing in the middle. Don't allow them to get you caught up that you don't even honor what God has told you because you're so caught up in pleasing man. Don't allow yourself to forget who brought you out of where you have been and into where you are headed and gave you salvation before you was even born. Don't forget who shed their blood for you on the cross so you would have an opportunity to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior so you would have an opportunity to be saved. So you would have an opportunity for your sins to be given, to be forgiven. Don't forget who you ask for forgiveness for on a daily basis. Don't forget who you plead the blood of Jesus about over your situation. Don't forget what he has brought you out of. Don't forget the places of where you used to be. Don't forget the testimonies that he has built inside of you. Don't forget. He has not forgotten about you. Don't forget him. Don't allow those around you to persuade you to not do the very things of which he is asking of you. Because where he is positioning you and where he is taking you is needed and necessary for the fulfillment of prophecy and for the fulfillment of his kingdom shifting in the directions of which he needs it to don't allow yourself to get caught up don't allow yourself to forget where you're going don't allow yourself to forget that there was a John the Baptist in the air in the area right it may not be him per se right? But someone who is of God, don't allow yourself to get so caught up in pleasing others that you persecute this person knowing that they are of God. Don't be that person. Pick a side. Be hot or be cold, but lukewarm simply just won't do. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for catching it on this week's episode, y'all, of Pick a Side. Y'all already know the deal. All the details regarding this episode is going to be in the description box below, along with other ways that you're able to contact me. I am super pumped and excited. This is truly a good read. If you are interested in knowing more, go ahead and read Mark 6 for yourself. Y'all, there is so much in the loving word of God that has to offer you. There is so much knowledge. There is so much to gain. There is so much wisdom. There is so much instruction that is there for you. Don't allow it to slip out of your hands because you have quote unquote, not enough time. Y'all, there's 24 hours in a day, eight of which give or take you using to sleep, leaving you with plenty to be able to sit and read and do all of the other things. All right, y'all, I'm out. Catch me again on another episode of Ignite Your Glow. Peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings.